seven and four back in 2014. They are now four and 40 in their last 44 games. Miles Garrett in the concussion protocol. Joe Thomas, he at 10,363 consecutive snaps. He is out for the year. Hugh Jackson now says he's going back to Deshaun Kaiser. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Absolute Browns. Once again, I'm your host, Darth Batman. And once again, joining me is my co-host, Big Town Brown. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woo, woo. <laughs> uh, so, another week, another Browns loss, another quarterback carousel. Yeah, and even more of a devastating loss is... You know, now the loss of Miles Garrett on top of of Joe Thomas. And, you know, Joe Thomas is obviously a little more life-threatening than Miles Garrett is. But, yeah, you know, it's 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 heartbreaking to see our pro bowler go, go down like that. And, you know, such a season-ending injury. You know, quick recovery, Joe Thomas. Yeah. You know, definitely wish him all the best. Mr. Never Miss a Snap. Honestly, as soon as I saw him down, I I I I, I – <laughs> I was, I had some tears in my eye. Uh, uh, I didn't mm-hmm. believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the dude has been in that spot since the last time we had a left tackle not named Joe Thomas on our team playing left tackle for the, the start. Was I was, mm, let's see, we drafted him in 2007, so I would have been a junior, maybe. In high school, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that'd been uh, 2006 season, or two thousand yeah, 2006 season. So yeah, I would it'd been uh, uh, the beginning of my junior year of high school was the last time we played a game without Joe Thomas, and yes, yes, and it's definitely definitely a devastating um, you know injury to happen to him. You know, I I could I could just imagine what's going through that guy's head. Uh, um, you know, waking up on Tuesday and, you know, or even Wednesday and not going, you know, not going to work for the first time in, you know, what, 10, 11 years, 11, years. 10 years, 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and not going to work and not doing his same routine for 11 years. You know, he's probably like now, like, what do I do? You know, or, I don't or, know what to do. And it's, and it's not like, it's not like he spent the off season contemplating on whether or not that's his last year playing. And, you know, he wants to retire, you know, it's just kind of a, a bam, you're, you're not playing. Yeah, yeah, and oh, man, that 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 almost takes out like a lot of the spirit of the game for me right now. It, it does, it does, and something I want to touch on real quick, and and I'll give you my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory and see what you think about his, you know, left arm injury. Um, that's a left arm that's been overworked for the past two seasons in Hugh Jackson's vertical system, um, and so you know, not to blame Hugh Jackson, but obviously, you know taking all of those reps in the pass protection has obviously put a lot of weight and a lot of carry on, you know, specifically his left arm, you know, blocking, you know, edge rushers coming across the bend. Um, he's obviously going to overwork that left arm in the past two years. Then again, you know, he kind of has now, yeah. uh, or, you know, or before. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just think it's, you know, it, it's a result of running too many dang passing plays and Hugh Jackson's offense that kind of overworked that arm. I, I I can see, I, I I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, by go, by no means it's intentional that that he did that. 
But I, I could see how that could cause that. I mean, you also got to look at the, his age and the amount of quote-unquote abuse he has been through uh, with this team over these many years. I mean, yeah, you, he's had one winning you know, season. He's, he's had... Yeah, he's had ankle, you know, ankle injuries, knee injuries, leg injuries, you know, and that's all expected of, you know, a tackle is, you know, to have those lower body injuries. Um, you know, it's just it's just a freak accident that happened. Yeah, yeah, and it's man. Oh man. I I it it, it leaves you without words. Well, yeah, no. speechless. There's oh, it's the uh, it's 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 the old it's the old, um, you know, what else could happen? Well, boop, there goes your left tackle. And then it's like, well, man, it can't get any worse. Boop, Miles Garrett's in concussion protocol. You know, it's, it's like how much how much more of a beating do we have to take before we turn this around? I, man, I don't know. I mean, cause I'm, I'm a big guy. I can, I, can, I can take a beating. I've taken beatings in my, you know, in my life. I can take the beatings, but how many do we have to take – before it's turned around. And that that's, you know, at, at this time, I you know, I, I just don't know, you know. Obviously, obviously, you know, you can't say it can't be any worse because it, it sure can be worse. You know, there's always worse situations. Um, but, you know, will we see those situations? Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, looking, we're looking at it. We're looking at a team that's, what, one and one in what? How many? 22 now? Yeah, twenty three. I don't even know anymore. On that. So one at one at twenty one at one at twenty ever whatever record. You you got a team that passed on two quarterbacks that are playing pretty damn good right now, and two different drafts. You got a team that brought in veterans receivers that have loafed the whole time and are just sucking up contracts. Yeah. You got the quarterback carousel that we're you know dealing with um, week in and week out. We don't know who's playing quarterback in the second half, you know, putting it into a quarterback's mind that, you know, uh, hey, if you go out there and you perform poorly, you know, you're going to get pulled and we're going to play somebody else, you know. Yeah. And then you got then you got, you know, the other, you know, first round pick that has already missed a game in Peppers. Um, you got Corey Coleman that can't, you know, his hands are made of glass and he's got constantly broken hands. He missed six games last year, scheduled to miss six plus this year, you know, so it's just like it, it's just one beating right after the other, and, you know, until you just finally you're just like, I can't take no more. I can't take no more of these beatings. You know, stop beating me up. You know that old uh, meme that you know it's like, quit beating him. He's already dead. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're pretty close. We're, we are on life support right now as an organization. We are on life support. No, I wouldn't go that far quite yet. I are mean, we at least? Are we at least in ICU right now? With a, like an oxygen mask on, uh, IVs hooked up. I'd say nurses we're, rolling in. We're, we're definitely at bed pans over. We're, we're definitely at, the bed pans overfilled. We're definitely at a mid level urgent care right now. Um, I could say say that. Um, like you said, it can get worse. Will it get worse? We don't know. Um, I and I and I just don't know like how much more worse could it get? Uh, I'm not. I'm during not even, the bite. During I, the bite week. No, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> not going down that tunnel. I don't want to say anything. Uh, I don't believe in jinxes, but if I say anything, something's going to happen. So we are not going down that road this week. Um, there are plenty of things that could go wrong. More, more wrong than what what is happening. 
than what than what has happened so far. Uh, on the plus side, though, uh, with, with the Miles Garrett thing, um, he's the one who who noticed it. It does it. it yeah, but it, it it doesn't sound too serious either. No, you know, no, no. It, you know, it, it, it's something that you know he went into the building and you know he could have been sensitive to light. He could have had a you know light migraine. Yeah, you know, a headache, and you know, just you know, he he told the the team doctor or whoever was around. It's like, hey, you know, let's evaluate you and get you checked out. You know, because this is a guy that's probably going to play ten seasons. Um, if you know, barring major hurt, uh, probably play close to ten seasons and you know it's not something that he wants to if, if he's sensitive to light coming into the building or he has a migraine or headache you know the hey let's let's go ahead and get that checked out now yeah and you know prolong your career instead of you know trying to play through something and you know making you know trying to make it worse yeah i mean i mean more than likely it's just they're just being overly cautious with it and uh with, with a t- season that that is all but you know lost in in the senses of being really good or average at that, uh, the last thing you want to do is go out there and play your first overall pick with a headache or a semi concussion and then kill him. And then you never see him on the field again. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm completely okay with it. I mean, if that means he missed one game compared to the rest of the season because of it, that's fine with me. Um, maybe he's scared of flying in airplanes and that's why he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to fly 16 hours or whatever it is overseas. Okay. That's just stupid, but you know. I would, I would certainly hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would certainly hope that's not the case because, yeah, yeah. That, that, I that. mean, being in the concussion protocol, they're not even going to let him board the plane. He's going to sit at home, well, well, you know, cheer his team on from home. Well, well, they said it's unlikely that he's going to fly. They didn't say whether or not he is. There. I highly, I highly. If, if he's concussion protocol, there's no way he's getting out of it by Friday. Well, well and you know, it, like I said, I think. Well, heck, they, they fly over. They fly over tomorrow anyway. So, yeah. well, well. Let's just say tomorrow he comes in there, he's perfectly fine. Say, say you know, maybe he's had some headaches or something like that, and it turns out it wasn't, you know, really a concussion. It, concussion protocol doesn't necessarily mean concussion. It's just concussion-like sure. symptoms. So, awesome. so, so more like right. not not. And this this is me having my pipe dream right here, and some trying to have some optimism about it, and you know, some you know false sense of hope on it could happening. But I mean, right now there is no definitive yes or no whether or not. Garrett's gonna fly over or play or any of that. So sure. Until there is a definite yes or no, I'm gonna just assume that it's possible. So and let me write on that little flake of hope because there's not much of that left right now. Right, right, uh, right. So with with a little bit of bad news, and the little bit of bad news is, you know, the Joe Thomas injury is severe bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, you know, especially playing a te- playing a team that we're going to go across the pond with, and you know, um, uh, the Vikings there, and you know, their edge rushers are you know pretty legit. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt having him out. We're gonna see how valuable that uh, pro you know Pro Bowl tackle is. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, we, we will. Um, I mean, Durango didn't look great. By any means, uh, nah, he, he got he got yeah he got Kessler you know murdered well, all, well, you know, well, all throughout well, his blind well, side well, in the, in, you know well, in, the, in that fourth you know well in the in no, the, you know pretty much the overtime no 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 uh, no, 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 no no it wasn't all on him uh, if you go back and watch the uh, game uh, what they were doing is they're having the uh, tight end go across from the opposite end it, it was more or less the way the play was run was the problem. 
and specifically in overtime because uh, I was over with uh, one of my buddies. Uh, I used to do IT for him, and uh, we met. And he's really cool. he's been a Browns fan for longer than I've been alive. So we're sitting there uh, watching this game. Well, I'm trying to supposed to fix his computer, but he keeps distracting me and going through these, and we're going through these plays. Pausing it, rewinding. He's like, "Look, watch how the tight end's supposed to come across the tight end, and it's taking so much time for the tight end to get across from the right side to the left side that the uh, defender is getting too um, getting there." And then there's another play where the tight end's supposed to chip at the uh, tackle or the the defensive end runs right past him. It, it, it was more or less the way the plays were designed. That and there, I think another the third sack. I think he had three sacks altogether. I may be wrong, mm-hmm. but another sack. Uh, the they were going to run right, so the whole line shifts right and allowing giving nobody defending that defensive end. Uh, so it's less of the player or, or less of you know Drango, more on i.e. the Titan not knowing his spot and b the play calling itself. Now, I will give him them, you know, I'll give him a pass on this game specifically because when was the last time someone actually had a game plan for somebody being on that side other than Joe Thomas? Sure. I mean, uh, Romeo Cornell was the last coach who had to make a scheme without Joe Thomas in it. That's how far back this goes. So, I will give him a pass with this. I mean, nobody expects Joe Thomas to go down because Joe Thomas never goes down. So, like I said, Game pass this time. Let's clean that up for the next game and on. Because I'm sure. sure. And I think Drango Drango's ready for his first start, you know, without Joe Thomas yeah. on the left side. And we did, you know, we did activate somebody to the 53 man today. I was going to uh, Matt, Matt Lingle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that dude's huge, man. Have you seen this guy's size? He's 6'7, 265. Wow. This guy is a monster. Um, he came out of Eastern Kentucky. He got signed by the Bengals as an undrafted free agent in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, went to New England. Um, New England scooped him up off the Bengals practice squad um, and activated him to their you know number two spot uh, backup role. Mm-hmm. And then you know um, then the Browns got him and put him on you know their practice squad. Yeah. Um, so this guy this guy has been you know a pretty much a stash. Um, you know, huge dude, you know, yeah. very huge guy. So he's a guy that could play, you know, anywhere up to, you know, 15, maybe, maybe 20 snaps help out on that left side. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty much going to take, you know, when we're in heavy passing downs, um, two guys to assume the role of Joe Thomas. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that is specifically why they, they picked him up. I'm not sure uh, how good of a, um, Pass blocker he is personally. Uh, I guarantee we will find out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will find out. But having a guy built like that compared to, I mean, because because pretty much the other three tight ends we have are more, more are more of receiving tight ends. Not none of them are really good at blocking. So pull this guy up. I'm hoping he's that blocking tight end that we need, and we'll use him in situations where we need that you know extra man blocking. Um, I'm also hoping that pretty much every throw that we have are dink and dunk, and we play Cody Ball all day uh, tomorrow, so it helps Drango get some experience on that left tackle without you know worrying about you know a play longer than a second and a half. Or uh, we are going to be um, I, maybe by the end of the day, you know, Jamie Collins will be throwing the ball because you know all three of our quarterbacks went down, plus Lewis and. 
whoever knows how to throw a ball. <laughs> Maybe we'll get peppers. Put peppers in there, like you said earlier today on the uh, uh, Dogs by Nature. Uh, just throw out peppers. Let, let peppers play quarterback. Let's see what that happens. Wouldn't that be yeah, hilarious? put him in the wildcat. Wouldn't that be hilarious? We we put peppers out there, and he becomes his perennial like uh, starting quarterback, better than any quarterback ever in in the the league ever. And we picked him up as a safety. I know this is completely ludicrous, but, you know, hey, it'd be hilarious because, you know, it'd be the exact opposite of what the Browns would do. I'm going to need some more liquor for this one. (laughs) Uh, This is the only way I get through the season anymore. It's just, you know, I come up with these crazy ludicrous ideas. Uh, I don't take them ever. I don't ever take them serious, but, you know, it's fun, you know, to just like, you know, what would happen? That'd be hilarious. So sure, sure, yeah. So now let's get into let's get into the game, the yeah. Titans and Browns. Yes, yes. Obviously, we lost. That, um, yes, there are positives. We lost by a field. Another another game lost by a field goal. What's that now? Three. Yes, three of them by three, three games, points. Three games. Three games decided by three points. Quarterback pulled again on a game that was still by three points. Um, I, I got mixed feelings on the pulling the quarterback down by three points. I mean, sure. The guy came out and made some, made some disgusting throws that, you know, made you want to pull them. But I mean, come on, man, we're, we're down by three points. Let the kid play through it. You know, if you want to pull him and, you know, try to boost his confidence, let him play through it. See if he can see if he can come out the next drive or next series or later on the game. When the game's still by three points and make that drive, you know who knows? Yeah, he could. You know who who knows? He could have made some of those long long balls that uh, Kessler was trying to push through. You know, in the fourth quarter in overtime that uh, you know Kessler just didn't connect with. Who knows? He could have connected with those. I mean, it, a confidence builder is going to be telling the kid you got confidence in him, mm-hmm. and instead of and instead of saying you know, hey, you know, if, if you don't make those throws, we're going to pull you. You know, go you know, go over to him and say, "Hey, dude, you got this. You got this. You can make this throw. You know, you know where it needs to be. Go out and get it." Yeah. Now, now, like we discussed, because this is the second time this has happened where he's got pulled um, because of uh, poor play. Now, had it been, had this been the first time? Because the second that first time that happened, the Jets game, I was totally irate. You were right there next to me. You saw my spirit just crash. Um, he didn't, he, 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 uh, he threw an interception. We went in halftime, came back and it was Hogan. And what I said then, had they allowed him to come back out there and he made another mistake and they pulled him, I wouldn't have been so mad. So I, I, I am mad that they did this this time because, you know, I think they really need to stick with him. But the fact that they keep doing it had... It makes me upset. And they're not giving, and they're not giving, they're not giving him a chance to be the hero. They're not giving him a chance to be, you know, the, the quarterback. You know, I'm not going to say they drafted him to be because he pretty much fell in their lap in the second round. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't take a guy in the top, you know, the top end of the first round to be a hero. You know, they didn't take a, they didn't take at that pick a franchise quarterback. No. They took a guy that fell into their lap when they already had three first round picks for the value. He was sitting right there. He's got the, all the intangibles. Um, granted, he's a raw talent, but you know, at the beginning of the season, when you say, this is my guy, we're going to roll with him. And you know, when Hugh Jackson said, we're going to stick with him, there's going to be ups and downs. The road's going to be bumpy, but this is my guy, you know, let's roll. And then you see him pull him when the dang game is by three points. Yeah. At, Home both times. Yeah. Now, had it, had like had it been, you know, say we're down by two touchdowns or a touchdown and a field goal, 
and he threw that second interception there. I I I I'd be disappointed in the kid, um, and but I would. But, been, it's, but I, it's it's not like when it's not like when you know um, the the flash in the pan quarterback backup comes in, yeah. and leads you with a touchdown. It's it's not like when you won the game. No, it it, it, it did nothing for you. You know, as a team, or you know, to put confidence in your rookie quarterback to pull him, and it did nothing for you to do it the second time. No. We still lost the dang game. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: is you, you go, you uh, you go back to what what uh, uh, I think um, uh, Hugh Jackson said either today or yesterday, the last few days, uh, talk about how interceptions are completely un, uh, non-negotiable. Why didn't he pick or pull Hogan after his third one in the second quarter? Three of them in one single quarter. Why didn't he pull him then? Why didn't he put Kaiser back out there? Because you he wanted to teach Kaiser a lesson about not playing well, back. You know, how about you teach Kenny Britt a lesson for playing shit? Yeah, thanks a lot, Kenny Britt, for the entire season. Bitch him. Pull him out. Sit him down. Send him home. You know, Get him off the field. Get him off the team. Teach him a lesson, not teach your rookie quarterback a lesson. Yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree. Um, and I'm hoping this Kenny Britt experiment ends rather soon. Um, possibly. Uh, the way uh Hugh Jackson was talking today, maybe someone asked him if he'd be in the starting lineup, and Hugh Jackson said we'll see. But I anymore, I can't take Hugh Jackson's word for it at all. I mean, he well, you know Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson did say um uh before. The season starts that if we go 0 and 16, that he's going to jump and swim in Lake Erie. So we'll see if that comes in fruition. I'm hoping we don't even have to talk about that. I mean, if it, we do go 1 and 16, I want Hugh Jackson thrown in Lake Erie. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let, let's get back to the game here specifically. Um, yeah, definitely. There, there are there were some positives specifically up until what happened right at the half. With Kaiser, um, he was moving the ball. He was looking. I mean, he was looking decent. I mean, at one point in time, he was. Yeah, the, the game. The game plan looked decent too. Yeah, he he. Um, before those interceptions, he was probably what twelve for eighteen. That's what sixty six percent. A couple of those passes were actual drops. A couple of his good passes that actually were catches got called back because of penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Seth Devalve kind of messed up a play or ruined a play for us. Uh, and then the the, this, the the extra stake in the heart was Crowell causing a penalty right after that penalty, uh, and took us to tw- uh, two and twenty eight. Um, that in the uh, first drive, uh, we we ran the ball twice, uh, got third and one. We were on third and one, and for some odd reason, he decided mm-hmm. to put Crowell back out there to run the ball again himself which he doesn't do good on third downs, and he could have easily, if he would have had vision, could have easily planted his foot and turned and got on the outside and made good great, uh, large yardage. Uh, now, that little last part, I only know this because I did uh, I, I read, read uh, Chris Percorny's breakdown of the game, and that's what happened right there. Uh, I actually read that beforehand, right beforehand. But it's... And I'm not trying to be a Kaiser, you know, apologist on, by any means. Yes, there were a couple throws out there that were high. Uh, both those interceptions, they were, they were. Well, the second one specifically, it was a completely bad throw. They baited him, he fell for it, and they got him. The first one, 
it was he was doing the right thing. Problem was his mechanics threw him off. He overthrew it, uh, either over overthrew it or was late on the pass, and that's what caused that interception. He had he was in the right mind, wrong uh, 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 wrong execution of it. And then the third pass I know for a fact that was just bad was the end zone pass to Njoku it was over his head. Now we'll give him credit for one thing on this with that one. The way it was over, uh, out, out of reach, it was not only out of reach for our receiver, it was also out of reach for the defensive end. They could not, or mm-hmm. the player, they could not make a play on that. So, at least if you're going to overthrow it, overthrow it where nobody on the other team could get it. Because that that's his problem. When he's making mistakes, he's making mistakes just in the right spot for the defense. Every time. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I'd be okay with him, you know, say he, he went, you know, let's see, 12 and, and, and 24, 12 and 20 or something like that. And all his passes were, all his incomplete passes were just way over everybody's head and nobody could get it. If that was the case, I don't think would be arguing so much because the turnovers wouldn't happen. Granted, you know, uh, Zane Gonzalez would have more uh, field goal kicks than probably anybody in the league. But, you know, hey, three points is better than, you know, a turnover. Yeah, definitely. So, what was your what was your biggest positive out of the uh, Tennessee game? Uh, well, um, I actually have two. Am okay, right? go ahead. Can I have two? Yeah, of course. Well, one, Zane Gonzalez bounced back uh, from a couple of poor games where you know he could have probably cost us those games, or he probably helped in costing us those games. He was three for three, including a kick it to get to get to overtime kick on a distance that he had not made at all this year. This was his longest field goal, that 54-yard kick. Uh, it was a technically, excuse me, you could probably consider that a high-pressure um, uh, high uh, situation, specifically for a kicker. And a lot of rookie kickers like that would probably, you know, botch it by one way or another. And when that ball left that foot, it looked like it was going to go wide left, and it kind of curved back in. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of kicked a curveball, which is weird. But, hey, it went in, it was good, and it counts. And my second positive, this goes back to Kaiser. Up until the point where it seemed like his offense, specifically his weapons, and it, uh, failed him because, honestly, I think a lot of where we got to that point where he threw that first interception um, – I think a lot has to do with him. You know, I'm trying to get this ball down there, but every time it seems like I get a pass or something or get a good longer ball, somebody either is not catching the ball, they're tripping, they're not catching the ball, or they, I get called back. I'm just going to airmail this out real quick. And I think that's that could be part of the reason why that first interception happened. So, But other than that, up to that point, Kaiser looked good. I mean, you and I were talking. It's like, like especially that first quarter and right up until that end red zone interception. There, there was some spark of hope for Kaiser. Yeah, definitely. And that red zone interception is something that you know can definitely be taught on film. I mean, the ball's got he's got to see that he's got to see that read. He's got to see that break uh, faster, better, get that ball out. 
quicker and that, you know, could have definitely been a good, you know, a good game for the Browns. Um, it's de- definitely a ball every quarterback's going to want back. Unfortunately, it was a red zone turnover, it was drive killer. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, probably, you know, salted, salt in the wounds for, you know, Kaiser there. That and also I think what, what should have happened there is with Hugh knowing usually or knowing, you know, Kaiser's tendencies. Mm-hmm. Scheme around that a little bit more. I mean, don't have a, a longer pass down the middle. You know, kind of keep dink, dinking and dunking. If you have to do a three-yard, four-yard pass, I mean, there was perfect one was a, a um, he gets the ball, uh, Crowell runs through the uh, line, he's three yards ahead of everybody, uh, Kaiser dinks it over everybody's head, Crowell catches it and runs it for eight-plus more yards right there. Something like that, that would have worked perfectly. Stuff like that. Up the middle, like every team does to us. Short passes through the middle. I don't I don't see why we can't do it. Everybody else does it to us. It's it's not that hard of a thing. Personally. That, that, that's my personal, my personal thought yeah, on that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I agree with both of those points. Okay. Sweet. So, what are your positives? Um, I'll, I'll touch on a couple of them. Okay. Um, First and foremost, being the guys that stepped in, um, you know, in the secondary, we kind of we kind of mixed it up a little bit in the secondary. We had Ibrahim Campbell um, with the loss of Peppers being out, came in and played ninety six percent of the plays. Had four combined tackles, two solo. Uh, he played a very good game, um, stepping in a role. Uh, Mike Jordan, who has seen very limited. Snaps already this season, came in and played almost 50%, had a tackle, had a pass defended. Brian Body Calhoun had two pass defended. Uh, Taylor had a pass defended as well. Um, our guys in the backfield were really flying around, hitting hard, um, and, you know, pretty much putting their bodies out there on the line for this game. In uh, a game that, you know, should have been, should have been, we should have got beaten by a wide margin, uh, you know, with the weapons. Um, and, and, and another, um, Another positive of this game is the tight end. We kind of shut down Delaney Walker. Granted, he had seven catches for 63 yards, but he didn't have any touchdowns. His longest one was one of, you know, his 16 yards. Uh-huh. We, you know, we, we kind of, we kind of shut down the tight end role of a stud of Delaney Walker that should have easily walked all over us in that game. Yeah. I, I will say we did get lucky one time. With a bad pass by Mariota, that should have been a touchdown. That is that is the only time we did better because they did worse. Because there was that that really low throw from uh, Mariota to Delaney, and it just went off the ground. So I will give him credit on that one. Yeah, and 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 another positive I want to touch on is our run defense. Oh yeah, our run, our run defense came out and played a very solid game again. Uh, uh, Murray only gathered up close to 60 yards. Mm-hmm. Henry, like 13 yards uh, on their running game. And, you know, and like I touched on with uh, Delaney Walker, it, they should have been able to run all over us. They should have been, you know, without a question, be able to run all over us. Yeah. And, uh, and we shut that down. A little bit of a uh, uh, factoid there for you involved with that, including Mariota's eight-yard run. Uh, we were able to hold them to – an average of 2.5 yards per run, which is not good. 
for them that is as a mm-hmm. run as a run game you, you said we we're making 2.5 yards per run that's not good and the fact that you know and people say okay they did run 89 yards on us but you gotta look out how many attempts uh, because they ran a lot or they attempted to run a lot and they had a few breakaway runs here and there but overall the running game wasn't happening Neither was their passing game. They look like us half the time. At least their offense. I mean, we we had we held them to a couple three and outs. So, mm-hmm. which is something I don't think we've really done much this year. Hey, you know, we, we rank top ten right now, and you know, rush defense sitting at number six according to NFL.com. Well, hold on, uh, hold on with that um, one. That rank that 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 is yards allowed. I that I find that misleading. Uh, we, we oh, okay, just, very misleading. Okay, because if you look at points allowed, we are in the bottom like ten, bottom five. Well, that's 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 what I was touching on. Yards allowed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yards allowed. Yeah, and rush rush defense. Yes, that is yards true. Yards allowed, rush defense. That's what I was touching on. Yeah, but but overall defense because people are like, oh, we have a top ten defense on yards allowed. We are still in the bottom five on points allowed um, by. Yeah, we're at, we're allowing twenty four points. But I, yeah, exactly. It's it's it needs to come down. Now, granted, we we did you know we did not allow to score twenty four points. We didn't allow to give him a touchdown. So that is another victory for us on this uh, team. Something we have not been able to do this whole season is not or not allow them to score a touchdown. All right, so outside of outside of the realm of the apparent Joe Thomas injury, what is your negative? My negative, um, honestly, penalties, penalties everywhere. Oh um, my goodness! We, we started the game off with a penalty, offsides. We had five offside penalties. Uh, How now, are you offsides on the freaking opening kickoff? No, no, granted. How does I, that happen? I, 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 Three of those offside penalties were on, I believe, Garrett himself. Uh, he I think still... he had he had two. Okay, well, he had multiple offside penalties, and I and I will I will give him a slide on this specifically because he's still working into the emotion of the team. Yeah, sure. But this is the one. The one offside says first offside is honestly killer, dude. It was when um, Tennessee committed a it was a, I think it was a personal foul uh, face mask. Mm-hmm. And, and you know they they got up to it being fourth and one when it would have been you know what third and whatever and it would have taken them out of field goal range and you know it was fourth and one and they were lining up to um, they were going to go for it and then Garrett was lined up offsides and they got the first down granted you know we still held them to a field goal but who knows what would have happened had they been backed up you know fifteen more yards yeah yeah and really the actually the the biggest 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 penalty on the other game which was the game killer was the illegal block in the back which if you go look back at it it really wasn't illegal block in the back on that punt mm-hmm. um from us by Brian Valley Calhoun which put them from the 40 uh-huh. R46 to their uh um 49 which put them in almost field goal territory they needed you know, another twelve yards or something like that. That killed. Uh-huh. That was the game killer right there. Uh, as soon as I saw that, there was a flag. And, and the thing is, you watch the game on TV. It doesn't really. They never, you know, announced the flag. You kind of haphazardly heard them mentioning the flag. 
Um, I have some C- CBS conspiracy theories that I'm not going to get into. Uh, you, you saw the play clock thing that I showed you uh, right there at the end. Uh, I think that that kick should have uh, that first kick should have either counted or they should have got a delay a game. But I'm not going to go into that because we could spend here all night talking about that. But penalties, 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 penalties. Um, Chris Tabor should get fired. Like the next illegal block in the back, we have. Chris Tabor just needs to be let go right there. I don't think Chris Tabor's going anywhere. He's He has to have dirt on somebody to continue to be staying around. He'll probably be promoted to head coach uh, one day. You be quiet. You be quiet <laughs> on that. We're not talking about Chris Tabor. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know how he you know, survived multiple regime turnarounds, and he's still, he's still hanging out. And his special teams are still committing the same stupid penalties, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, it is re- so what ridiculous. So what, what is your one negative? My one negative has to come at the realm of Hugh Jackson for pulling Kaiser yet again. Yeah. Um, we touched on it earlier. I mean, it's it's about as negative as it gets for a rookie quarterback. I mean, you you, you can't do that, man. You, you just can't do that. You know, look at – you know, granted, Kaiser wasn't drafted in the first round. You know, but look, look at golf. Last year, he had a horrible season, absolutely horrible season. Yeah, everybody but, you know, was writing him off as a bust already. Exactly, exactly. But you know, second year, and now look at him; he's playing solid. Um, the Rams are the you know top of the NFC West right now, sitting five and two, almost a comfortable five and two. The Seahawks playing pretty mediocre, and the Cardinals. Not really playing good at all, and then the, you know the other zero and seventeen would be in the 49ers. Well, um, uh, you know, just 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 let your kid play play through everything. You know, just yeah. let him play. Well, it's it, benching benching Kaiser and playing Kessler or play, playing Hogan. It doesn't help. It doesn't do nothing. You're not going to win games pulling your rookie quarterback for Cody Cody Kessler or Kevin Hogan. You're you're yeah. not going to do it. It's 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 not going to yeah spark. Yeah. So if you, if you want to do anything, start out the dang game with uh, Hogan or Kessler and let them play like garbage, and then let Kaiser come in like he did in the preseason when we were down no. and leave back on wins. No, 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 no. I don't want that either. No, what I want him to do is the biggest problem, I and a lot of people have said this, the biggest problem has been game plan. I mean, yes, okay, look at look at Goff last year compared to this year. You know what, what the main difference is? The lack of Jeff Fisher with him. Um, yeah, he's just a rookie head coach, and they're yeah, they're playing good. They're, they're, he, they are playing a better, a more safer, um, built for that specific player, um, freaking uh, offense. Um, the, the offense they're playing that, Trubisky football right now. No, because they're throwing the ball way more than Trubisky has all season. They probably throw more balls yeah, in one it, game. I'm than just saying. Game. I'm just saying they're, they're playing. They're playing the safe offense. Yeah. built around their quarterback. Yeah. What we need to do is run. We should have done the beginning with the, the beginning of the season. The way we played that first half of that game, up until that interception there, that's how we should have ran. And then you know, as the season goes on. Add those longer passes over the left to the right. I mean, those are those are easy for him. He seems to make mm-hmm. them. The problem is, is the wide receiver's not getting them. Then, you know, add a middle or, or a longer pass down the middle here and there. Add that stuff in as you go. Don't throw the kid the freaking expert book and say, here, I need you to play this or I'm going to pull you the next time you make a mistake. 
Because that's what seems to happen. Here, I'm gonna, you have to play, you know, Madden on expert mode, but the second your team loses, you're, you're done for the week. You're, you're done. You make one mistake, you're done. 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 Uh, you've never played Madden before? Don't care. You just, just, it's too much expectation with, he's setting him up for failure. That's all he's doing. And that, that is, that is the only it's, it's reason. It's 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 horrible. It's it's it, it it's gonna it's gonna be the the hole in the ship that has sunk the the ship that is Hugh Jackson. Unfortunately, it, it, that's. I'm not gonna, gonna. I'm be. not gonna. I'm not going there yet. I'm not, not going there yet either. But you know, I mean, it could be. Uh, it's, it, it's, if, if it does happen, this would be it. This would be the reason why. I'm not gonna say that it is or is right. it not. A mis mishandling mishandling of player, especially a rookie quarterback. Yeah. That you started week one. Well, that not not only mishandling. It's, it's not like, but it's, but it's not like, it's not like Kessler came in and started the first three to four games. Yeah, and he's been. Now you're turning the reins over to your rookie. You know, you started out with the rookie saying it's your guy, and there's going to be lumps up and down. And now if there's lumps up and down. You you're you're banning ship. Yeah, I the mean, captain does not abandon ship. I mean, he, he he's, he's he's that's not the only position he's mishandling. He's been saying, I mean, look at the tight ends. Um, and Joku, week by week here, is slowly but surely getting less and less playtime, which is the dumbest thing in the world because I think Njoku's one of our better playmakers. I mean, he has more touchdowns than, I mean, than anybody else on the team right now. Uh, he always seems, I mean, he has a few drops here and there, but he seems to catch the ball more than he doesn't compared to, you know, players like Kenny Britt, who's seen the ball, the field at least 75% or higher. Um, Seth the Valve is only getting fifty percent, and he's actually, which is funny because he's actually getting more time than Njoku. But I can see why with Njoku being a rookie and he being, you know, a second year player. But you need to get your guys that are actually making plays. Play them like eighty percent of the time. I want, I want to see all the guys that are making more plays, a lot more. I want to see people like Kenny Britt never. Like I, I want, I want to see you know camera shots of Kenny Britt sitting there moping. On the bench. <laughs> or, you know, someone walked by him in street clothes because he's not even on the team. That's what I want to see. I don't care, you know, bring up Bug Howard. Cut, bring up Bug Howard. And just let these young players learn as they go. Because that's... The, the, I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna do any damage. I mean, we're we're yeah. heck we're zero seven. It's it, not gonna it, do any damage. We're not making the playoffs. No. We're essentially we're essentially playing to develop young players. Yeah. To develop the team to play good as a team right now. Yeah. And you know, out, outside of draft position, which you know, I don't even believe that you know, tanking is a possible you know is a true thing. I don't believe it's a true thing. I mean, I mean, you're you're either yeah. going to win or lose. You know, you don't set out to lose. You know, you don't have, um, but you, you know, don't just, just, just play like you said. Just play the young guys. Play your playmakers. Game plan for them. Scheme around your playmakers. You know, put your aces in their places. You know, mm-hmm. and see, put Danny Vitale out there a lot more. That dude, he's two for two on all the passes has been thrown his way. He's for two for two. The yeah. dude, the, I mean, yeah, okay, he is a fullback, but the dude is a playmaker. I he's mean, the Jordan Leslie of the fullback position. I love that guy. Like I've been screaming, where is I, because I mean, up until last, not this week, but the week before, is the first time I've seen Danny Vitale the whole season since preseason. I mean, he looked great preseason. Why not play in the regular season? All these plays that worked in preseason, they all seem to disappear. Let's just you know. 
Let's just chuck it down the field all the time. See what happens. Yeah, you know, yeah, and you chuck know, Sunday he had he had the you know had one target, one catch. Yeah, you know, he's a, you know batting a thousand right there. Yeah, I mean, well, he's had two targets all season, and he's two for two. Um, and right. the, I mean, even Hogan, I mean, not Hogan, uh, uh, Kes- Kaiser, Kaiser, sorry, Kaiser actually did have a couple. I mean, he had a good pass to Treggs, I believe. He had a couple good long passes. Um, he was, he had four long passes, two more interceptions, two were caught. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in the, the two that were caught were on the sides, the two that were intercepted are in the middle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I, I, another good positive fact about, uh, Kaiser that I saw, uh, in the, that is with his speed and his processing. Out of 20 plays, 12 of his plays were, um, for uh, 2.5 seconds or shorter, and on those shorter pa- or those quicker passes, he was eight for twelve. He was seventy five percent. Problem yeah. is when he had 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 the longer play, he was only three for eight. And then you grant you take out those two interceptions, uh, then he's ha- he's fifty fifty on those. He played a good game minus those two interceptions. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it, it, seriously it's like a, a, an artwork. I wouldn't call it artwork, but it was a pretty good drawing with, you know, two little stains there. I mean, you know, they were big stains because, you know, they, they, they kind of didn't help the team. They, they hurt the team a mm-hmm. lot, but still, it's, it's you know. But here's the thing is, if we would have done this at the beginning of the season, okay, we'd all chalk this up as a rookie mistake. Because, honestly, I think this week, I, if we run the game the way that we ran the game last week, this last week, I'm gonna consider this his first start because the way he's um, he's been playing him because it, it essentially this is what he should have done. This should be day one. That's how it should go. Two interceptions. Okay, he's a rookie. His first game. Let's hope he improves on that. Let's move on. Keep playing like this. And he didn't get sacked again, did he? Did he get sacked? I don't think he got sacked. I don't remember. In, in the famous words of Hugh Jackson, I'll have to watch the tape. <laughs> uh, That's what. If I gotta listen to Hugh Jackson say I gotta watch the dang tape one more freaking time. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get. That's like that's like Patton saying, "Well, we old." Yeah. Uh, it, it's like Hugh Jackson's press conferences are very. I mean, heck, we're it, it's a. It's got to be the same press conference because it's it's it, it, it's a crap game and it's another loss. So of course they're going to sound the same, but it's always you know I'm going to have to watch the tape. I'm going to have to watch the tape. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Grant, he probably doesn't want to speak out of turn. Doesn't want to say anything that's you know going to uproar the media more than it already is when you're zero and seven. But you know it's kind of like Mike Patton saying we battled. Oh, we got to watch the tape. You know we 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 fought hard and you know to, we. Turns killed us, and you know I'd have to watch the tape. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. All right, so with that said, let's take a short break, and then we'll uh, quickly get into this uh, London game against the Vikings. All right, uh, sounds good. You are listening to Absolute Browns on the DBN Network.
And we are back. Uh, we just talked about um, the Browns and uh, Tennessee game. Yeah, the uh, Houston Oilers. The Browns and against the Oilers. Browns against the Oilers. Uh, now we are going to move on and the Minnesota Vikings. We're going overseas, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are going to go play the London Vikings. The first game I do believe the Browns have played overseas. This is correct. And you know, but not the first game the Vikings have played overseas. I, no, but what's going to be Vikings funny? Very, the, the Vikings are very efficient overseas right now. Um, they beat the Steelers last year overseas. But you I'm know, pretty sure the Vikings are undefeated in international play. It'd be funny if we actually did win uh, this weekend, and then we could just spout off how we're undefeated in London. Well, that would mean we're moving. The- no, we're not. Don't don't say that word. <laughs> you, you, I don't want to hear the word Ladies fire. I don't want to hear the word move. We touched on it's not rock bottom yet. A move would be rock bottom. I don't want to hear move. I don't want to hear fire. I don't want to hear worse. I don't want to hear rock bottom. I don't want to hear those phrases because they're all incorrect, including the move part. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. No. We're going to be in Cleveland and miserable for years to come. This is what Cleveland gets for wanting to keep their team and being faithful to their team. Pain and misery. <sighs> no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> this is proof right here. That's right. That's right. That's I right. mean, and this, yeah, so we, so we, and so we are taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Top team in the NFC North right now, sitting at five and two. Comfortable lead over your beloved Green Bay Packers. Um, well, they probably don't have a shot at getting anywhere above maybe 500 this year. I, I don't know what the Vikings future or I'm sorry, the Packers future holds for them, you know, missing their um, Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, but it, it, it sure looks like an easy road for the Vikings here on out to at least make the playoffs, um, you know, with their with their quarterback of not um, not Bridgewater. Not Bridgewater and probably not Bradford. That is correct. They are literally that playing their very correct. quote unquote third string quarterback and winning games. Hey, they're so that's we have something in common except the winning games part. Well, here's the thing: is here you, you remember? Um, uh, go back a couple years ago. You remember this guy? Um, he played for the Browns. You might you might recall this guy's name. Uh, his first name was Brian. His last name was Hoyer. Did really good at the beginning of the season. And then out of nowhere, we just kind of just fell apart. Uh, actually, the same thing happened last year with the Vikings with um, Bradford. The only difference between this year and last year was they didn't have to go against, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers a couple times. I almost said Brett mm-hmm. Favre there. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to go against that twice a year now. I don't know if they've played them. I think they've already played once. I don't think they've played a second time, which that second time should be a pretty decent, easily win. At least the way that, um, what's his name? Whoever, backup guy won is for the Packers because, um, honestly, I think the Browns are the one of like three teams that actually knows their entire depth on quarterback because you never see the other guy hardly ever other than garbage time. And by then you're so drunk celebrating, you don't even realize that's the, they've changed quarterbacks. 
And that's the problem with the Browns. We are so committed to this team is because we have yet to see like great play all through the team. But I digress. Yes, Vikings. They're going to probably win the NFC North unless somehow the Detroit Lions can come out there and do something. Probably not, though. Well, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, I mean, the Detroit Lions, I mean, they're sitting three and three right now, so they, they have a good shot of doing something. Yeah, and, um, and, and one of those know, games was a, um, uh, a guy got tackled like a half inch from the end zone, and there was a 10-second runoff on the play clock game yeah. over. They lost against the Falcons. And, I mean, yeah, and, and, and you know, the, the, the Lions have already beat Detroit. Uh, well, yeah, well, I'm sorry. The Lions already have already beat Minnesota in week four. Oh, did they? Um, so, yeah, they did. And, and, and you know, to, to go back to what you were saying just a couple minutes ago, the, the Vikings actually beat Green Bay in week six. Um, so, you know... It, it, it's it's kind of going to be a toss up, you know, playing playing around with the quarterback situation there, but you know, Keenum is playing pretty good for right now. We'll we'll, we'll for, see. Let's we'll see what happens. Um, for right now, yeah, I mean, well, well, they beat they beat Baltimore last week. Uh, Keenum only had 188 yards. Yeah, uh, you know, they they won that game because of you know great running by uh, Latavius Murray. You know, he put up over 100. Um, but you know, then again, they don't have one thing that's going to hold in our favor, you know, going overseas and playing in London is, is our run defense coming, you know, coming across them. Besides Dalvin Cook in week one, uh, their only over 100 yard rusher was the, the you know, Latavius Murray. Uh, and that was last week. He had 113 yards. Uh, they don't have Baltimore run defense have, sucks. Well, not if you're the Cleveland Browns. Well, well, when you have a leak average running back, yeah, they suck. Just saying. Well, we don't even have that right now. No, no. Well, we do, but he's a third down back and a uh, slot wide receiver because we don't have one of those either, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, this game this game that we're going to play, um, they got this edge rusher. Uh, that the Vikings had Everson Griffin. Oh, dear he's Lord. playing. He is playing pretty lights out right now. Guy's got uh, two forced fumbles, nine sacks, twenty-eight total tackles. Uh, I mean, this this dude is a stud right now, playing playing very high level defensive end. And that's a guy Joe Thomas should have been blocking. Unfortunately, Joe Thomas is out. Uh, next man up, and it's it's going to be hard to block that we're going to have to have a game plan where we are going to have to run to the other side um mm-hmm. run run under center not from the shotgun yeah. run under center either single back four wide receivers or even you know bunch formation eye formation and run crow to the right side completely stay away from everson griffin on the left side there completely stay away from that cat yes cat. because that cat that cat is going to tear it up um, with Joe Thomas missing. Now, who knows? Who knows? Drango might surprise us and might play a lights-out game. He he is capable of it, surely capable of it. I mean, this guy, you know, he's moved all across the offensive line and has had solid games, but I don't think he's played against a stud yet. No, no, no. We uh, Well, well, what's his name from Tennessee? He's pretty good. Uh, I can't remember his name. Whatever his name was, the guy that was on that end on the defense. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, 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 yeah. That dude, 
Mr. Yeah. That Guy from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, that's I, what I, his jersey says, that guy on the back of it. Whatever yeah, it is, he was pretty decent. And, well, uh, when, when you know, we didn't have that double team and that chipping from the tight end that we're supposed to have and everything, then we sucked. But when we got decent blocks and everything, it was fun. But, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we'll see what happens. But, honestly, as we're talking and I think about it, no Joe Thomas, no Garrett. Um, who knows if our quarterback will make it through the whole game? I'm gonna. I'm kind of hoping right now I'll accidentally oversleep and miss the game. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but man, man, I have to get up. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like. What do I do? Get up and you know. Uh, obviously, you got you got to set your fancy lineup first thing. Wake up Sunday morning. You know, you got Thursday, Sunday, Sunday morning. I'm sorry. No, Thursday. Uh, Huh? You got to do it Thursday before the Thursday game. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. So you got to wake up. You got to do your stinker taker time on the toilet with your fantasy lineup and, you know, checking (laughs) the who's in, who's out. Um, but you know, you might not have that time unless you want, unless you're going to wake up at 8 a.m. or be a soldier like me and wake up at 5 a.m. and drink 17 pots of coffee and smoke three packs of cigarettes before, you know, the wife and dog wake up. Uh, I'm usually up on about eight o'clock every night or every morning, including I am a, I am a six o'clock in the morning guy. Every morning, it do, it doesn't matter. I, I I just something about my mental clock. Is I can't sleep in. Well, well, on weekends, but I, uh, sleeping in is seven thirty, eight o'clock for me. Really, it is. Yeah, that's 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 a good sleep in for me. So yeah, you might you might be able to catch the game. No, I will catch the game, but I'm hoping you know somehow I I drink way too much or something the night before, and somehow my body's like, hey, you need twenty hours of sleep right now, and you wake up at <laughs> noon and you look, oh, well, I didn't miss anything. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? What if what if we just oversleep for this game when we wake up and it's like a thirty to nothing blowout, and we're winning? Yeah, oh yeah. I will never watch case, another Browns game again in my life. Yeah, if, if that means case, we're winning, I will never watch a Browns case, game. Come come every game at at noon. I'm drinking a bottle of Nyquil and going to bed. Yeah, I'm never watching a game live in my life ever again. <laughs> no, but we well, uh, are 0-2 going to Cleveland. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't remind me. But um, uh, I'll, I'll probably get me some vodka and some orange juice, start the morning off with some eggs and bacon and a screwdriver because, you know, get yeah. you in the mood. Yeah, Backers group is doing a kegs and eggs. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something like ten, 10 bucks. get you the breakfast buffet where they'll have, you know, hash browns, eggs, bacon, sausage links, pancakes, um, 10 bucks get you the breakfast bar and two and two. Uh, Two um, draft beers. Well, that's you know, massive Yeah, for ten bucks. I mean, it's oh. it's pretty much eating free breakfast. If I was right there in walking distance, I'd head down there. Well, come on down. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get back to this game. Uh, other than the fact that we're we're yeah. hopefully obliterated by noon, uh, so we don't have to remember the game because it's the- it, it's gonna it's gonna be a hard game. Their defense is very very solid. You know they have two bookends in Daniel Hunter, and I've, obviously we t- 
touched on to Everson Griffin. Uh, their backfield consists of Trey Wayne, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. I mean, they, they have a very solid defense, very solid offensive line. The receivers, Stephon Diggs was playing pretty good this year. Um, their tight end, Kyle Rudolph, played pretty damn good last year. He's playing good this year, too. Um, they have a good kicker and four both. Four both or four bath? I think it's four bath. Um, whatever his name is, they have a good kicker. You know, they are they are one of those teams that is a quarterback away from being legit, and very the, legit. And their quarterback and they're doing, just and they're doing it. came back to the field. But, but he's not playing. Right now with, you know, Chase Keenum. Yeah. You know, and, and, they're, and they're sitting five and two right now with, you know, with playing. They played three different quarterbacks this year. Two or three. Did Bridgewater play? No, 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 no. Bridgewater just came, was able to practice here soon. Okay, and, but, he's, and, but he's, not, he's not even going to sniff the field. No, not yet. But I mean, he's in practice now as of a couple weeks. He's cleared to go, and the reason why he is not playing this week is due to the, 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 the way that that field is in London. And they don't want – it's it's considered slippery. Well, it's a slippery field. And they don't want him to slip and shatter his leg again. Absolutely, and they're playing the Browns. It's not. It's, it's not a. Uh, even if they lose this game, it's not going to wreck their season. <laughs> uh, you don't know that. Maybe, maybe somehow they, they they can't get over the emotional cope with the emotional loss or emotional baggage of losing to the zero and seven Browns, and then they go into tailspin and they don't win another game the rest of the season. How, how could you? It would it would be the equivalent to. To needing a slump buster, and you go out chasing tail all night, and you get turned down by the ugliest chicks in the world all night long. <laughs> that would be the equivalent to the Vikings losing to the Browns over in London, emotionally uh, for them. Uh, but yeah, uh, is it? Uh, all right, so let's let's get into let's let's get into a little scenario of how are we going to win this game? Score more points than the other team. <laughs> Besides the obvious. What do we need to do to score more points than the other team? Uh, get the ball into the end zone more than the other team, or feel more. Come field on goals. now. That... <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I can be kind of smartass, but um, really, um, really is keep Kaiser in and don't let Kaiser or keep the make make more safe calls. Make better safe calls or more safe calls. Something, something that we something that we were doing up until at least the first interception. You know, for at least the first half of the game. Last yeah, and, and hold on, I actually just it reappeared in my brain real quick. I, I also had another excuse for Kaiser on that one. It was also a, um, a two minute drill with less than two minutes, and I think he was trying to rush it, get down there real quick, which caused that turnover. But I'm digressing back to what we're talking about. Yes, uh, have have a safer playbook uh, like we did last week. You know, have like I said, play Cody Ball um, uh, this game. Just, just, just clean, safe plays. I mean, if, if he's ad- he ends up averaging five and a half yards per play, and we win this game, I don't care. Don't care. Really, I yeah, mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care, dude. If we won this game off of just freak luck um i wouldn't care a win's a win's a win's a win yeah i mean that's Um, how we won last week or last year 
a block. My goal. keys to the win are going to be are going to be. Um, we have to limit the mistakes. Yes, we have to. I mean, this is this this is almost going to have to be a very mistake free game on both ends of the players and the coaches. You know, we can't we can't uh, do bonehead coaching calls. We can't do. There's no room for error. In, in this game at all no zero room for error no in my eyes and well i won't say zero room for error because you know say we have an interception say we have one fumble i don't think that one little thing or you know even like two little things are going to turn the outcome of the game unless it's game tying and we turn it over and they pick six it you know tight deal yeah um but you know we can't have multiple interceptions yeah and real quick, I'm going to go back to the Tennessee game again because I thought another positive. Uh, our defense ha- held a goal line stance, which we haven't seen in a long time. Oh, my goodness. That was miraculous. And, that was awesome. Yes. And now I would digress. Yes. As long as the mistakes aren't our defense, game killers. Our defense played pretty lights out in that Tennessee game. Yes. And I'm hoping for the same thing. Uh, the, the, we don't know about Garrett. Good chance he's not playing. But even before Garrett was in, they weren't bad. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, we were crappy. Garrett came in and all of a sudden we were really good. No, we were good. We were pretty good at everything. And then Garrett comes in there and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, they're looking really good. I mean, Garrett had four sacks in three games. Uh, he is the uh, 19% of all his snaps. Uh, he's having pressure on the quarterback, which I believe is a league or top in the league, um, which is which is good. I mean, I like that. So, but yeah, we don't it's have him. Good. I mean, he's but but having a presence. But having Nassib and who's who's Nassib's backup? Who's who's behind Nassib? Is it um? I can't. Someone I can't pronounce their name. So there's there's the yeah the, the rotation on the left side like we did beforehand. It was working. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was working. So I'm not mm-hmm. you know. Oh well, dear I, lord! I, I think I think it would be uh, Ogba or Orchard. Yeah, Orchard. Orchard on what? Well, Ogba's on the right side. You got Orchard and um, uh, Nassim on the other side, kind of rotating out on that left tackle side. And I'm okay with that. So mm-hmm. we'll just, just do it like we did beforehand. If Garrett isn't going to play, uh, I think we'll be fine. Um, they are not playing their, you know, I mean, Dalvin Cook's out for the season. I do feel bad for them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for this game specifically, but in in the long term, I do feel bad for them, and I feel bad for the kid because he I was... feel bad for zero team with bad luck. See, that's why this team. I mean, how could you? This because if you don't, I mean, this this is probably why we have bad luck in no other team because you don't have any pity on other team. Because I know how they feel, and I don't want anybody else to feel the way I feel. Seriously, would you want people to feel this way about this? I mean, their team, the way you feel about yeah. you? Yeah, and you know, it's a funny point you bring up, and I want to touch on it because um, when all right, well, when I drive home for work, it's it's about a 35-minute drive, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour with traffic because so I got to drive through you know, congested traffic in downtown Charlotte. Um, but you know, when, when I drive home, I listen to uh, Cleveland Browns Daily or I listen to our own podcast – or Easy's podcast, or Felonia Seven's podcast, or you know the the BB and B podcast. Um, so I, I pretty much you know do Brown's podcast and stuff like that on my drive. Now on my drive in, on the other hand, uh, um, there is 
typically no new podcast because I listen to it the night before, you know, driving home. Uh-huh. So I listen, I listen to local sports talk radio and it is local Panthers radio. And literally all these guys do is cry and moan and groan about how their winning franchise sucks. So what I do is I, I call in all the time and I kind of got a repertoire of these guys and, and, you know, one guy asked me, he goes, and I tell him, I said, how do, how do you guys like, you know, it's, it's almost comical to listen to you guys, bitch, wine, money, groan about your team that is still winning football. You know, you're blaming all this and blaming it on that because you lost one game and you want to fire everybody because you lost one game. And I, and I tell him all the time, I said, try me in a brown. You know what they tell me? Yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> or, you know, one guy told me the other day, he's like, he's like, do I really gotta? Do I gotta imagine what it's like to be a Browns fan? And I was like, dude, you guys, you guys wouldn't even make it like half a season being a Browns fan. You guys would like burn your jerseys, quit, and go back to being Panthers fans. You guys, you guys couldn't hang with being a Browns fan. You know, so that's 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 one thing Browns fans have going for them, at least diehard Browns fans, is we're there. We're always there. We're always watching. No matter how bad it is, we're always there and we're always watching. Um, so, you know, to, 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 to say that uh, I don't want to wish everybody is as bad as the Browns, yeah, I, 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 I pretty much do. I want everybody else to be as bad as the Browns and go through the turmoil at least once. Uh, crap. For two, you know, two seasons at least. Go, go uh, one and fifteen, and then go zero oh and seven, and then talk to me about how loyal you are to your fan base. Yeah, because the, a lot of people, a lot of people well, still are loyal. Is, here's the thing: is I'm not talking about losses. I'm talking about losing a player, a up and coming, what look like star, and all of a sudden, you know, four games into his rookie, a very decent looking rookie season at that point, and all of a sudden, you, it's just gone. It's gone, 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 completely gone. I mean, we have never – I don't know if we've ever had that happen to us. A very, 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 very pro- – it'd be like we finding the quarterback of the future and then all of a sudden four games in he breaks his arm. That's kind of what – I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's pretty close. Losing your stud wide receiver – or uh, running back. But let's digress. Let's get back into this uh, the actual game itself. So, yes, yes, let's do that. So I think we need to have a simplistic game plan like we did the first half of last game and keep Kaiser mm-hmm. in no matter what. Well, other than, you know, barring injury, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. So um, – Was that real wood or uh, like pre, pre-treated that was fake re- wood? That or? was real wood. That was real wood. Okay. I don't want to jinx the knock on wood here. Nope, that was real wood. Um, and what your game plan was what? Exactly. What is my game plan for this upcoming game? Yeah. What was what was your theory on how we should how we should be able to win this game? Run the football away from the left side mm-hmm. all game long, all game long. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not talking. You know, um, run it here and there. Run run the start out the game. And you get down by seven points, and now you're passing out. I want. I, I seriously want to see Crowell. Get twenty plus touches, and Duke to get fifteen plus touches out of the backfield. So I want to see, on an average, I want to see thirty plus rushes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. 30, 
approaches. Now, and that's not including the you know the dink and dumps the crow or the pitch outs to uh, the, the pitch outs to um, crow or you know Duke Johnson or you know the quick slant passes and no, stuff. No, like no, that. no, 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 actual runs, that, handoffs. The the ball goes from runs, one hand to another. Runs, actual runs. I want to see between crow, Duke, and Vitell. I want to see thirty plus actual handoffs, and I want to see. More than half of those from under center, high formations, single back formations, because that's what I feel we actually run the ball better. Yeah, yeah. Not out of the shotgun. I completely agree with that. And I think that's some of Crowell's problem. And, 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 and we are going to have to limit, very well limit, their passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow we're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. Yes. I think that uh, Chase Keenum is a quarterback that when he gets under pressure, he um, throws it too soon, um, doesn't see his reads properly. Um, gets he, When he is under pressure, he gets stone-footed. He is not very mobile, and when he is mobile, his eyes are not downfield. They're pretty much on his own feet. Um, so on the defensive side, uh, I, I say bring the pain and bring it all day long. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's going to be hard. it's going to be hard to do because they have, you know, a, a pretty good offensive line. But you know, stack the box to them, and uh, you know, don't let them don't let them beat you deep. Um, but also at the same time, in the middle, and uh, and which is I, kind I, of I, a double standard. It's kind of hard to do. And actually, uh, funny thing is, my brain just brained there for a minute, and I actually just thought of something actually that would actually actually does benefit us. You know what team that uh, Case Keenan played on last year? Who? The Rams. You know who their defensive coordinator last year was? The Ra- uh Greg Williams. So we now have last you year. You almost said the Rams. Yeah, the, the, Rams. Ra- the Rams' defensive coordinator is the Rams. Greg Williams It was the Rams' defensive coordinator last year. So he kind of so has the book on Case a, Keenum. It's a lock. So he, it's a lock. He, he should know. It may not be a lock, but but – he he knows he knows what's going on with Case Keenum. He, right, he, knows, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he should know yeah. Case Keenum's weaknesses by watching him and his scheming his defense through. You know, he's got he's got the skinny. Yeah, at least some of it. I mean, most of it. I mean, things have changed. I mean, it's different play uh, play calling compared to last year and stuff like that. That in um, Hugh Jackson used to be under Mike Zimmerman. Um, uh, as when he was offensive coordinator for the Bengals, so we should know some of this stuff. As yeah. co- our coaches we'll should win we'll this game. We'll should win know this game. You talked me into it. So when we lose, um, it's not my fault. Oh, it's always your fault. <laughs> yes, Blake. it would actually be Dave Dog's fault. Yeah, he's not out there uh, uh, setting the edge for us. We're playing. He is left. not rocking the car, Bosch. No. Um, over in London. I hope he's having a great time. Dave Dog, when you do listen to this, uh, because I know you're limited on listening to your podcast. If you do, dude, I hope you're having a great time over in London. If I could go over to London and watch the Browns play, um, I would freaking love to. It, it, it's got to it's got to be a great experience actually going over to London for a game of a team that you love. Um, Wickenham Stadium, it, you know, always packs house because it's obviously a, a major event for them to have an NFL game over there. 
Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's gotta be a great time. It's gotta be nothing but a party and nothing but, you know, a vacation and an absolute great time to be over there for any NFL game, let alone the team that you follow. Yes. So let's, so what uh, is your, what is your, here, what is your, um, keys to victory here? What do we got to do besides the obvious score points like, than the other? Like I said, easy game plan. Play play a simplistic game plan. Kick Brit out. Play your playmakers. Uh, easy game plan. Dink and dunk. Play Cody Ball all game. That that's it. Don't don't give their uh, 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 defensive ends a chance, even time to get close to mm-hmm. Kaiser. I mean, if you're throwing the ball in 2.5 seconds, there's no way that the that the the ends are going to get to him. No way. Even even if it's even if it's a um, a dink out for two yards, three yards to Crow or Duke or you know the tight ends. Yeah, because when because uh, when, when Kaiser was doing it, it wasn't just. I mean, there. I mean, you did have the two three yard ones, and there were some. You know, one behind the line got up the line of scrimmage. Not all plays are going to work 100 percent of the time. I mean, right. you're, you're going to have a failure rate. I mean, it, it, it's going to happen, but um, it, it, it's because you're going to get you know you get you get no yards gained, maybe a loss here and there, but two, three, and then yeah. every once in a while you're going to break out for an eight to twelve yard run. You're going to catch them off guard. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna dodge a block. They're going to make a mistake, and you're going to get down the field. It's it's not yeah. going to be some sixty yard pat or run after catch, but you're going to get the uh, yards after catch. It's going to happen. It's not that hard. So, with that, let's do our bold predictions. Uh, last week, bold predictions. Real quick, uh, just to review. Uh, apparently, I suck at these things, and you're really good at these because you guessed Derek, uh, Derek Henry. Um, I almost said Derek Anderson, then I said Derek Carr, but I meant Derek Henry. <laughs> you darth that. I completely darth that one. Um <laughs> that 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 is a perfect example of darthing it. Um, you said Derrick Henry would get less than fifty yards rushing. This happened. I said Kaiser would get a quarterback rating above seventy. I'm pretty sure that this is your f- at least second time of predicting Kaiser's quarterback rating. So you might want to stream away from that one this week. Oh no, no I already got my I already got mine figured out. But yes, this was the second Okay. Time. So let's let's go with yours first. My bold prediction. What is your bold prediction? Kaiser will play the whole game. Ooh. That's that is bold. <laughs> yeah, which is sad. Let's see if it pays off, Cotton. <laughs> How All about right. you? My my bold prediction is is that Isaiah Crowell gets 20-plus touches. And, you know, like we talked about before we went on the air, last time Crow had 20-plus touches, I'm pretty sure it was last year, he had three of them, and all three were over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. Or was it the year before? I can't remember. Because I think it was last year. Because last year, when I think it was he, last year. he came close to a 1,000-yard uh, year. Yeah. So, predict the game score wise. What is your what's your prediction? I want you to go first this time. You, uh, I try to trap you. Uh, uh um, I'm gonna say we're gonna lose seventeen to twenty four. Okay. 
am going to do the old cop out. I am going to coin flip this game. Nope. Because I, no, you know, no, listen to me. Because I honestly feel that this game is a coin flip. This is the perfect trap game. It's it's not even really a trap game. The Vikings, the Vikings aren't really. They're not really winning games. They are the the other team is losing games. I don't watch so, the Vikings, so I don't know particularly. Yeah, dude. I mean, granted, you know they're you know, but they're you know their uh, their wins against you know um, the the Saints when Bradford was playing, he threw for yeah 146 yards. Good for him. You know, they lost to the Steelers in Pittsburgh. They beat Tampa Bay. Chase Keenum played freaking lights out, played yeah, for, you know, and, 369 yards. And the Bucs so don't have any defense. The Bucs don't have any defense. You know, they they lost to Detroit 14-7. to They barely squeaked one out against Chicago in, in week five. They beat Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. And they beat Baltimore uh, when Chase Keenum – Threw for 188 yards because Latavius Murray had a, you know, over 100 yards rushing, you know. So that they they are not like winning games. They're, they're not five and two because they're elite. Fair enough. They're two because five and two because they're winning games that teams are losing. All right, can I change? You know, my, can I slightly change my prediction? No, you can't. You picked it. A, uh, are you still going to take the Browns' loss? Yes. Okay. Go I'm, ahead. All right. Said twenty four seventeen. It's going to be twenty seventeen. We're going to lose by three points again. <laughs> but Kaiser's playing a full game, right? Yes, a whole game. All right, four quarters. So, so my coin flip here for this game because yes. I think it is a coin flip game. Yes, I will go heads Vikings, tails Browns, and here it is. Tells baby, Browns win. All right, what, what, what Browns is... win overseas. I am going to go with a score of thirty-eight to ten because I feel that the only way we're going to win this game is by an absolute blowout. If it goes down to a close game, and close games we have lost what three of them by three points. So I am not going to go with the narrative of we're going to win a close game. I'm going to go we're going to win of a good old fashioned blowout. I'm going to. Is going to click. Kenny Britt is going to catch 10 passes and have over 100 yards. Isaiah Crowell is going to have over, over, you know, 20 touches. He's going to have 150 yards and three touchdowns. We are going to absolutely dominate this game. National people that are actually up Sunday morning that we are a legit team, that we are, you know, a quarterback away and we are on the right path. Don't quit on us now. Well, Here we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I will say that this is the third time that BTB has picked us to win thirty-eight to ten this season. Is it really the third time I picked thirty-eight to ten? Yes, totally well, didn't do that on purpose. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and this game. How's that going for us? I'm pretty sure we've scored ten points in those two games, at least. So at least, I, hey, I got the ten right, right? Well, we scored more than ten points, but at least ten points. So that 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 oh, yeah. moral victory right there. We can score ten points each game. 
I think we won. I think even have we scored ten points in a game? Garth, I did. I did. I didn't even notice that I picked two other games of thirty-eight to ten. I know, but I did. <laughs> I was like, I've heard this. I've heard these two numbers before. I'm pretty sure I did. Where have I heard these before? Oh yeah, week one and week two when BTB was drinking. Yeah. Hey BTB, what are you doing right now? Uh, drinking, just predicting the Browns. Yeah. yeah. But at least I did on the coin flip. But I left it up to the coin. Left it up to the football gods have blessed. With a coin flip and a Browns win, I, I will say something real quick. But it's, 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 it's just it's just hold on. Let me say this: this, this win, say we went thirty-eight to ten, it is the exact thing that the Browns need right now. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. Heck, heck even dude, even a win is a thing that Hugh Jackson needs, Shotzi Brown needs, Kaiser needs if he plays all game. Uh-huh. The whole. Team needs this. The whole team needs this win right here, yes. and go into the bye week, reassess everything, you know, and, and take everything in. That hey, we just say it. Say it is thirty ten, and we blew the Vikings out. So we go into the bye week, and we have plenty of time. Miles Garrett should be healthy coming back. Um, and we look at everything and say, okay, well, we did this, and we did that in the beginning of the season. This didn't work. That didn't work. I mean, it, it could be a turning point to a couple more wins in the season after the bye week. Yes, yes. Or, or, it, could, or it could just be absolute garbage and we are who we thought they you know, are. Yeah, yeah. And, and it kind of is what it is. But I, I, just, I just feel that like it's, it, it's a game that we can't get blown out of. For the team, for the organization, for everybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's a game that we can't get blown out of. We can't come out and make multiple mistakes. We can't come out and make coaching mistakes. We can't come out and have holding penalties galore. You know, we can't come out and turn the ball over seventeen times. Not really seventeen times, it's two times, and get a quarterback yanked. We just can't have that. This game can't have it. No, no. And um, uh, I'm, I'm to, uh, this is a, a this is football related, but completely not Browns. Well, not directly Browns related. It can be worse. Um, in the last five, or uh, my 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 uh, high school football team, we 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 are zero and five in the last five games. Who do you root for in college or in high school? Uh, Greenville, Ohio, which is where I'm from. There, they, they, they make the ah. Browns, they make the Browns looking bad. Make make them look good. They have lost the last five games. You know how many points the the the, the I almost called Browns. How much my my home team has scored in those last five games? It total, <clears throat> twenty-one points total in five games. You know how much many points that the the opposing team has scored. Combined, two hundred and twenty-eight. Two hundred twenty-eight. That's and five games. They did in the and we've scored twenty-one points total in the last five games with three shutouts. Two and seven. Um, and the only team we beat was a really. That's the old could be worse type deal. Yes. So. 
I mean, granted, it's not, you know, a major league team, but this team has been bad for years. Uh, I mean, it, it is it is right up there with 0-7 Browns right now. I mean, mm-hmm. in, since my existence, they've had two winning seasons, which is mm-hmm. pretty close to the Browns. So, it can be worse. It can be. It will be. Probably so one way or another. It will get worse in some ways. But I think we should finish this off with saying go Browns. And Go Browns. Question is, what time is it? Eastern Standard Time, it's 9-7, and Pittsburgh still sucks. Exactly. I think we're going to wrap it up with this. Um, hopefully next week we talk to you. We'll be a little bit more optimistic about things based on what happens. We will, we shall see. We don't know. Who knows? Because any given day, something weird is about to happen with this team. So with that, uh, it's a lock. See you after, see you after, see you guys after the victor. Um, if we lose next week, uh, we will all tar and feather, uh, BTB and I will be the one who's holding him down. So, Ooh. We will have our first glorious victory post-game slash pre-game slash bye week. Oh, yeah, even better because we just we don't have to talk about another team. We just talk about how great our team was for over an hour. Yes, so uh, we'll, we'll come back next week with you. We'll, we'll talk about the game, and then we'll maybe do like a mid-season review. Uh, probably not so much. Uh, of that review part because well, uh, it's either going to be it's either going to be victory or fire everybody. <laughs> All right, well, we you guys have a wonderful night, and we will see you next time. Go Browns! Go Browns! And you see it through, and you'd call my name, but what would you say if you knew my flame? Then who are you? Oh, and you call Down in Anchor State And if they told you what Then why are you standing there All of my life Hello, you are listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.